What's up? Welcome back to another podcast, the Her Life on Purpose, the podcast. I am your host, Ebony Hinton. It sounds like I'm about to lose my voice right now. Oh my gosh. As soon as I started... (laughs) Sounds like I'm about to lose my voice. But if you're joining me on YouTube, welcome. We are recording this podcast. If you would like to see what it is I'm doing or just like to see a beautiful face, go over to YouTube. But if you're listening in podcast form, um, you know, just an audio form, welcome. Welcome to you too. Um, This is an interesting podcast today because it's going to be a vulnerable one. I felt the need to be vulnerable because I really feel like a lot of people don't take you through the trenches and you just see like when someone comes out of the storm and you're trying to be encouraged out of the storm by viewing somebody who's out of the storm, which I totally get. I am that way. I am the person who wants to come out of the storm and tell you how I made it over to this other spot. And I want you to see the goodness and the glory in being able to come out of a storm that you've been in. But I wanted to do something a little different. I feel, you know, led to do something a little different. So we're going to do something different today. But first, before we jump into our topic, I like to tell you something that made me smile this week. Something that just made my heart go pitter patter, pitter Hatter. So like I said, I, I've, well, I didn't say, but I have had a pretty rough, 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 rough week. I mean, a rough week emotionally. And <clears throat> excuse me, my son, Um, I think I know children can sense energies, can sense when things change. And one day he, you know, every day I ask him, you know, how was school? He tells me how school is and, you know, all that stuff and just recounts his whole day to me. I mean, from from the time he he gets out of the car in the morning to the time I pick him up, what he had for lunch, how he played, whatever. He recounts everything. And so but on this particular day, we we got home and, you know, I was asking him, you know, how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. At the end of it, he walks away and halfway out of the room he turns back around he looks me in my eye and he says mom how was your day and I tried (laughs) not to cry and I didn't I held it back and I just smiled and I said it was good it was so good but the truth is it was a horrible day it was a horrible day emotionally for me because I I literally cried all day but he knew that I wasn't my normal self. He saw me. And that's one of my things that, you know, I live by and I like to say is thank you for seeing me to different people. When when I meet someone or when I'm, whatever relationship I'm in, if someone honestly sees me because we we walk around and we don't see people sometimes. Like we know who they are. We know um, we say hello, we have encounters with our loved ones and, and friends and things like that. But sometimes when you honestly see someone for who they are, for what they're feeling, for what they're trying to say to you, it it lands 
so well and it makes you feel like you're loved when someone sees you. So anyway, um, that's how I felt. I, I was like, wow, he, he sees me. But as a mother, I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to be superwoman. I want to put on this brave front and everything. So I was very grateful in that moment that he took the time to see me, to see, to acknowledge me, to ask, you know, are you okay? Do you need help? How was your day? That's kind of how it sounded. And I just said, I'm having a great day because I don't ever want him to worry. But we're going to talk about that in all, you know, that I've been through in a second. So come back and we'll, we'll get started with that. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so for this particular podcast, I usually write notes, but this this podcast, I did not write any notes. I just wanted it to kind of, you know, I just wanted to do, to be impromptu. Um, so I didn't write any notes at all, which is not like me for a podcast. But if you're watching this podcast, I currently have my hairstyle changed and this podcast is available on my youtube channel um youtube.com backsplash backsplash backslash <laughs> i think it's like passionate ebony and but you can just search her life on purpose long story short that's how you get there but um anyway so i have a new kind of hairstyle that i've been rocking for a little minute now um so I have twist. I have I'm, I'm, I've started lots and and a lot of different things that I'm doing with myself. And it came about because I wanted to change and I wanted to do something for myself. And I've been wanting locks for a while, and um, also you know just different things that I'm doing to impart love to myself and. It's really difficult to be vulnerable when you're still going through things. But how the how the locks correlate with everything is I needed to do something to show myself love. So I've been on this path to check off these boxes that not only that I'm checking off but that I'm actually living by that I'm actually doing to um, and to heal myself from the inside out. And a part of that was, you know, the locks and, um, like I said, other things that I'm doing for myself, like taking myself on lunch, like going to, um, art galleries, because that's what I like to do by going to therapy, by eating, <clears throat> eating better, um, by doing walks and working out, um, by reading, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on my voice, but reading and, and doing things like that. These are all the things that I'm doing because I'm in this space where I feel like I'm, it's like I'm losing something about myself. Like I have lost control over my thoughts 
and my body. And my body is starting to show those signs of me losing control over myself, both mentally and both physically. That is the honest truth. And um, I went into therapy one day and my therapist gave me a lot of homework, you know, as far as group support and um, things to write down and things like that, because now she is aware and, um, you know, giving me things to do to, to be able to heal myself. So it's like, oh, you know, you go into therapy, it's like, oh, I see you. I, I see what you need and I, I'm going to give you something and we need to handle this and, and things like that. And I go into the doctor and it's like, oh, I see you. You are losing control. We need to, we need to handle this. And it's different. So a lot uh, with that, when you feel it and then somebody confirms it for you and, um, a lot of depression, a lot of, um, and a lot of things that happens with depression, sometimes this can, can be withdrawal. And I started to do that because I knew a bit that I had left, whether I could explain what I was doing now, I understand, but at the time I just knew I needed to, to withdraw. I knew, I just knew I needed to now. I didn't explain my withdrawal from, you know, just the people around me, like friends and family and things like that. I didn't explain it. Um, and that's not always the best I needed to. And we talked about this in therapy. I needed to hold on to the little course, but I knew I, it was something that I needed to do because I felt like I didn't want to explain myself to anybody. I didn't want to explain myself and then it not be as seriously taken as it is for me on the inside. You know how like you can tell somebody good news or something like that. And you may have one friend or family member who is very excited like this. You know, if you tell them something, they are going to cheer you on. They're going to be excited. You know, if you come to them and you tell them something that hurts you, they are going to literally step into that space with you to hold you. They may not feel it, but they, but they step in to hold you. And then you have some people and it's not their intentions, but they just don't step in with you. They just look from the outside like, Oh, it's horrible. I hope you get better. If I can do anything, let me know. But I don't understand what you're going through, nor do I want to step in it with you to be able to hold you close like that, if that makes sense. And what I'm trying to say is sometimes when you tell somebody something, you don't feel like they really, really understand what you're going through or what you're trying to say and you want them to, but they're just not there. They are just, that's just not how they respond. And it's not their fault and it's not your fault. It's just not how they respond. So that's how I felt. I know the way certain people um, respond and it's not malicious. It's actually, most of the time for me, I have people that respond in love, but not 
complete understanding if that makes sense so i did that's that was my reasoning for not wanting to explain the withdrawal i just i just knew it would hurt me more to explain it and it not land correctly than to just not say anything at all is that the right path probably not for most people but it was something that i needed to do and um because I woke up and I, I just didn't feel like myself. One day I woke up and I didn't feel like myself. One day and I woke up and it was like everything that I had suppressed was literally bubbling and coming to a head like like a, a bump on top of your skin, like a, a blemish or a, um, what is the thing called? Like a, um, acne or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it literally was coming to ahead and it was pulsating to the point where it was about to burst at the seams and my body felt it it is it is so true about energy and um your body just really responding to stress and just discomfort in your mind and the in, in what you put out your body literally responds it holds on to the, your body holds on to trauma it holds on to trauma and it presents itself a lot of the time in sickness sickness in your mind sickness in your body whether it be cancer whether it be um high blood pressure whether it be um just anything it 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 comes to a head sometimes so that was what was happening to me my body was responding my mind was responding and I am still trying to make it over. I have not gotten to the place where I can be like, let me give you advice. Let me tell you what I was feeling, why I was feeling, how I got over it, how I'm doing today. And I feel amazing. I'm not there yet. I'm simply not there yet. And, um, a lot of my, problems come from childhood a lot of my problems come from my most recent what I feel like uh my, my most recent feeling of of grief even though my grandmother has been gone for three years now um the new change in scenery that we had when we moved kind of brought on this new stage of grief that I had not yet been through because you think you're fine and new things happen and it brings you into this different stage of grief. And I deal with a lot of feeling abandoned, feeling misunderstood, feeling like, um, I'm not important to a lot of people or just people. And I, and I, and, but I'm also, like this very conscious understanding person. So even though I feel that way, I'll sometimes go to the other side where I can see how other people can feel this way. And I can, I can reason with other people because I know that I can't control other people, that people are different. Like I know this, but it doesn't change the way that I feel on the inside. So I have to do self work. And I'm, like I mentioned, I think in a podcast before, I am doing the work. But in doing the work, 
you peel off these, um, you, you uplift these rocks where things were hidden and it hurts. It's uncomfortable. And, and you think because you, you've, because not you, but me, <laughs> because I have had so many days where I have buried things and I have learned to, um, I have learned to, to, to live with them and to be uh, whole different spaces and to compartmentalize. That's the word. I have learned to compartmentalize things. And I've spent so many days doing that. Now when I'm doing the work and trying not to compartmentalize, and most days at this point, not being able to compartmentalize. So my grief, my hurt is spilling over into relationships. It's spilling over into my day-to-day -day life where I take care of my children, but I can hold it together and not cry and not show my emotions. I have been able to compartmentalize those things where I, you know, I, I'm mom and wife first and then I go off and if I'm sad, I, I'm sad, but I come out and I am the superwoman person. I have not been able to do that. And um, so now I have more days where at this point, at this season where I'm crying and I'm hurt and I'm trying to deal with what a what abandonment means to me, or I try to feel like what not being good enough because I haven't I've never dealt with this stuff for real for real and I've been in therapy before, but I am being intentional and serious about it. And my therapist gave me some notes um, the other week and she, that she told me to do, and. One of those things I just could not do. And I think at this stage, it's okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going, I am pushing forward. And that's what I honestly love about having someone hold me accountable, but also show me grace at the same time. Um, and just know how this process works because even though, you know, a therapist will suggest stuff and all that, they know that healing takes time and it, it you know, and it, it takes work and it takes confidence and it takes vulnerability and all this stuff that you sometimes don't want to do. So, um, I'm doing the work, but if you've ever been in the spot where, you've gone through things, you've gone through trauma, or you have, um, you know, just gone through something that was traumatic or hurtful or grief or whatever in your life, and you haven't dealt with it. It shows, it shows itself in other parts of your life. It shows yourself sometimes in your body and in your mind, it shows itself in how you hold relationships, how you hold space, how you're able to work and what jobs you take and how you view yourself, what you go through, how you handle things literally is, is, is just made up of who you are. If you, if you look at it and you're like, you know, I want to, I want to take this job. I want to do something different, but you don't. Sometimes it comes, it comes from how you 
normally do things and how you um, how you were raised or how you perceived the things that you've been through in your life, it shows itself. It it you know rears its head in the way that you are productive or whatever. So, like I said, <laughs> I'm doing the work. And I told you guys I didn't have any any notes uh, this week on this podcast, but I wanted to be I wanted to be vulnerable. And the truth about it is I'm hurt. I'm hurt from the grief of my grandmother. Not not in the sense of there's a stage in grief where you're you kind of, you know, you blame and um you just can't, you know, reason what was what with what is hap- what has happened and you feel angry for that person leaving or feel angry in, in some way for different reasons. Um, that is not where the hurt comes from. The hurt comes from, it's like an emptiness. I literally in this moment don't feel, as far as earth goes, as far as you know, being present here, I don't feel tethered to anything. And so my, my grandmother was that for me. If I could literally just call her on the phone, you know, bring, say hello. And she would say, what's wrong? I'm like, how do you know that? How do you know that something is wrong? How do you know? Like, how do you know? And just for a little quick backstory, my grandmother actually uh, took care of me. She raised me and we had this very in tune, strong relationship. And my grandmother had relationships with, you know, a lot of her grandchildren, a lot of her children, you know, strong, just mothering relationships. And you're like, oh, she was a mother. Of course she mothered, but she mothered, okay? And she mothered all of those around her. She cooked great, you know, everything. So, and, uh, you know, a lot of people feel like that way about their mother or their grandmother or, their, or grandmother or whatever, but for me just speaking i can't speak on other people's relationship but i do know she had strong relationships with a lot of people um but just speaking from my point of view and my relationship to her just raising me from a baby and her just imparting so much wisdom and love and life into me and taking me and you know when she couldn't figure it out I knew that this woman was praying for me I knew that this that when literally when she couldn't figure out when she, when she felt like it was out of her reach she would take me to the place from from her standpoint of what she knew would work and that was God she led me she said come on I can, it's out of my reach but I know someone who can handle this I know someone who can pray with you and for you and impart something that I don't feel like I can give you. And she would do that. And so being moving and being on this earth without someone when you, you know, you can, you trip and someone is like, oh, you you tripped. Let me, let me pull you up. Let me. Uh, take you to where I know uh, that you can get help or 
someone who knows what you need before you even someone who knows that something's wrong before you can even call them or before you or when they pick up the phone and you call them they know something is wrong um and it's like well ebony sounds a lot like if you're a christian that's what god is is for you're absolutely right and so that's the part of where the grief and the therapy comes into because I know this and I pray to God and I I um I trust him I love him I have this this faith to know that God your plan is perfect your grace your grace is sufficient Lord I have done for others I've seen what my I've seen what you can do I've seen what you have done for me and what your prayers the prayers that I've prayed and the faith that I've had, I've seen how it has changed my life and you've brought me out of darkness before. I know that you can do it again. I know that you are here. I know that you are worthy to be praised, but God, I am feeling like something is missing. Something, I'm, I'm a little off balance. Like I can't get my footing and it's destroying my body. It's destroying my mind mentally to where I can't fake it anymore, God. I cannot fake being well, but you should be enough. If I know all of this, you should be enough. Why do I feel like this? And it's a process that I have to go through. This is what I want you to hear. This is what I want you to understand that I am in the trenches right now. I am at a place of depression. And there are days where I can't figure out how I'm going to get over it and how I'm going to get through it. But I'm saying, Eb Ebony, just put one foot in, in front of the other. Put one foot in front of the other. Do what you have to do. And that, those steps look like this. Those steps look like praying. Those steps look like therapy. Those steps look like taking walks. Those steps look like reading my word and reading literature that's going to help aid me, listening to music that's going to help aid in my healing, going to the doctor and coming up with a plan and taking the steps to utilize those plans. That's what those steps look like. And the major step is, God, I don't know how you're going to do it this time. And I want to be honest with you, God. This is how I'm feeling. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that you will. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me honest that because God has blessed me so many other times before, because God has brought me out of things before, none of them have felt this heavy, but because he has done heavy things, I know that he can do heavier things. I know that he can bless. I know that he can heal. And so I'm saying, God, I don't know how you, that's my honest truth. And God, I want to be honest and I want to be vulnerable with you. I feel like something is missing, but I know that you're going to do something for me. So I'll meet you halfway. I'll take steps. You lead me, you guide me. 
and you know, I want you to know, God, that I am not as, I don't feel as strong as I have in the past. And I need you to work this out for me. I don't know how you're going to do that, but I know that you will. And I, I, I know it will work out. But in this moment, I am hurting. In this moment, I feel like I don't feel like myself. And I feel like sometimes I'm losing and and I can't, I cannot, I'm too, I'm not strong enough in this moment to be the superwoman wife and mom who just smiles and and I, I'm so strong in front of my kids because I don't want them to, I don't want them to be in this space of, is mommy okay? We, we're worried. I want them to be children. But right now I'm not in the space where I can be that strong. So doing my best I know is good enough right now. And that's not to say when you're strong, you, you're not doing your best. You, it's just, you know, I hope you understand. It's just, so if you've ever been in this moment of, of some type of depression or where you have to get through stuff, you know what I mean? So I look at myself with the new hairstyle and it makes me happy. It brings a little joy to my day because it was something I wanted to do. I look at my plans for, you know, just different things that I have planned for myself and it brings me joy. Um, but I'll be honest with you, if something that day goes awry and it causes me not to be able to do the things that I had planned or, or, or the things I had planned that bring, would bring me some type of joy, then I'm at this stage where it could literally mess up my day where I wasn't like that before. Um, to the point where my whole day is just like, and I couldn't find joy somewhere. And, or I'll say happiness. And that brings me to this point before we end this podcast. And I, I pray that you get something good from it. That if you are here with me, I pray that you know that we will get over this. We will get through this and we will be better than we were before. I, I know that I believe that I want you to hear from a person that's that's in it with you and have enough, just enough faith to believe that God will bring us through. Even if we don't know how, even if we don't know when we know that we'll be better. I know that I know that. And I'm holding on to that. And that's something that you have to hold on as well. But, um, so yeah, so I'm not in the stage where, you know, I can fake the funk right now. And I'm not in the stage where I can hold space with others who can't um, understand in the way that I need them to right now. Not in the way that I know that they handle things and not in the way that I know that it's not intentional. I don't, I can't. I don't have this. I don't have the 
capacity right now in my journey to hold that space of, I know that this is how you are, but I get it. No, I don't want to get it. I want to heal. I want to fill my cup up. And when I come back out, I'll be able to hold that space again. And and that's okay. Sometimes it's just like that. Sometimes it's just like that. But I, I can promise you this. I will get better because I feel like I'm taking the steps. I'm not leaping. I'm not rushing. I'm not running. I'm just literally taking steps to healing my mind and my body. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm really digging the hair. I'm really just digging at this moment, this this journey um, or this, this journey to healing. It's not easy. And like I said, I had a rough week. I had a day where literally I cried all day long. I mean, just hurting, hurting. And in this sorrow uh, state, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't good. Um, But I think it's important to tap in somewhere, whether it be a friend, whether it be a family member, whether it be therapy, whatever stage you're in, tap into something other than yourself as far as as far as help goes. Um, not not no substance or anything like that. If you if that's what you're dealing with, then tap into someone who can help you with that. Is what I'm saying. Um, tap into someone who can really help you. Tap into music that can bring you through um, if you're not at that stage. And if you need to talk to me, please, please, please find me on social media. You can um, DM me, um, whatever. So I'm, I'm her life on purpose on all social media, except Twitter, H life on purpose on Twitter. You can find my blog, her life on purpose.com where I help women walk to the beat their own drum and live their life on purpose that is my whole 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 thing and i am truly living my life on purpose um, because i have the courage whether it be a little bit i have the courage to help myself because i know that i'm in distress i have the courage to be honest with myself to know that i'm not strong right now and I wanted to share a little bit of that courage with you. And please, 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 if you can take a little bit of it. And when, when, not if, when you make it through, I pray that you have the courage to share it with someone who God places in your life to open up to, to share how you made it through. Because your story, your testimony could help someone else. It could help someone to pull them through their stage of trauma, of grief, of being uncomfortable. All right, guys, I'm out. I love you guys for real. Share this podcast, like it, give it a review. Follow me on social media. All right. Thank you for joining me today of Her Life on Purpose, the podcast. Bye.